0: This is Reaching the Finish Line And I'm your host, Callan Diggs Check out the website www.reachingthefinishline.com And pick up my free report Save up to 75% What they don't want you to know Reachingthefinishline.com. Welcome world This is Callan Diggs, your host. So glad that you tuned in today. In the last episode, uh, we had Peter Sage, which was our first inaugural episode that has been aired on AM, FM, and satellite radio in 11 countries. Uh, I was glad to have Peter back. And we talked about a lot of things. I definitely recommend you check the episode out in the archives. You can go to reachingthefinishline.com. Just want to take this episode to address my new international audience. And I'm so happy to be reaching more and more of you, uh, millions of you now. Uh, and I want to take a few minutes to share um, kind of weary reaching right now because before it was just we started on uh, just a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and then from there we moved from there to iHeartRadio uh, which definitely gave us a more exposure we are now uh, in 11 countries via AM, FM and satellite radio so um If you have family, uh, friends, relatives, please have them to tune in. For U.S. uh, radio stations, I am on 620 a.m. on Sundays uh, at in Gilbert, Arizona. I'm on 1500 a.m. airing every day. That's in Boquilla, Florida. I'm on 106.9 FM uh, on Monday through Saturdays. That's in uh, Terre Haute. Indiana. Uh, I'm on 89.1 FM every day in Springboro, Ohio. I'm on 92.5 FM on the weekends in Waverly, Ohio. And I'm on 88.1 FM airing every day in uh, Lena, Illinois. So those are the uh, six uh, AM/FM radio stations that you can find me on within the U.S. Uh, if, again, if you know any relatives, family, friends uh, who commute to work, they can tune in live um, to my radio program via those radio stations. Now, outside the U.S., I want to say hello to all my people out there in the Philippines. Hello. I'm now on 99.9 FM uh, in the Philippines uh, every day. So you can definitely uh, check me out there if you're in Manila, Philippines. Uh, Hello. (laughs) I'm glad to be reaching you all. Now for satellite radio, uh, I'm in the United States, in Canada. I'm in Manitoba and Winnipeg uh, primarily. Uh, In Mexico, I'm in uh, Puebla, uh, Oaxaca and Veracruz uh, in South Africa I am actually uh, North Cape uh, so probably like the northern part of South Africa and then I'm also in places like uh, Libya, Chad, Central African African Republic, uh, Angola West Congo, Nambia and the Democratic Republic of the con- of the Congo so um, Again, I'm happy to uh, be able to reach uh, more of you. And now, again, millions of people. Uh, but please be sure to tell me that you are listening. Uh, if you are, whether you're in Mexico, whether you are in Canada, uh, if you're in an African country, uh, please send me an email at callen at reachingthefinishline.com and let me know how you're listening, uh, whether via satellite radio Or if you're in the U.S., if you get AM or FM or satellite radio, uh, please send me an email and tell me that you're listening in. And I definitely appreciate that. And uh, it gives me some kind of uh, demographics to work with because I want to help you reach the finish line. And I want to really reform uh, this radio show as much as possible so it can can definitely appeal to you. Uh, Usually I talk a lot about uh, what's going on in the U.S., but since I have a new international audience, I do also want to include the problems that you're going through as well and offer some solutions. And that leads me to my Facebook question. And a Facebook question that I have for uh, you is, if you're in Canada, if you're in uh, Mexico, uh, if you're in uh, the Philippines, if you're in an uh, African country, Uh, Please tell me the most disturbing problems in your economy. Uh, Because, you know, once I have the information, I can be able to use that to be able to give value to you. Um, Often, uh, mainstream media news don't tell you the full truth. So as much as I could just probably go on the Internet and search through kind of what's going on through mainstream media there, it's probably only a half truth. And as you, the people... I would definitely uh, like to get the 411, like to get the full truth on what's going on there. So uh, if you would, uh, send me an email, callen that's K-A-L-L-E-N, at reachingthefinishline.com, and tell me the most disturbing problems in your economy. And as always, I'm always here to help, and I would love to uh, find solutions to help you read your finish line now kind of shifting gears a little bit uh, for those of you who are not familiar uh, with the show uh, this is actually episode 33 uh, as I said before our Inargo episode on AM and FM and satellite Radio was our last episode episode 32 with Peter Sage this is episode 33 and um Perhaps many of you are not familiar with these past episodes. I've had a lot of great guests on. I always try to aim for prolific guests, people who are making a difference, uh, inspirational people who can help you to reach the finish line in your careers. I've had Matthew Lesko. Uh, He was the uh, two-time New York Times bestselling author, as well as uh, infomercial king. Uh, If you're in the U.S., you're probably familiar with his Uh, late-night infomercials, the guy kind of wearing the the glasses and the question mark suits. Uh, That was a great interview. Uh, I was was glad to have him on. Um, I've had people like Tom Antion. I've had people, uh, Bethany Marshall. Uh, Basically, I've had either high-level executives, um, very successful entrepreneurs, Different types, whether it's serial entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, lifestyle entrepreneurs. But I have these people on because they've reached the finish line, and I think it's a great way for it to serve as a testament of how you can reach your finish line. Now, out of all of the 32 episodes, let me, t- me kind of give you the most talked about episodes Because you're probably wondering Well, maybe you don't have time to listen to all of the 32 episodes And you're probably wondering Well, which episodes should I start listening to first? Well, based on the emails that I've received As far as the most talked about episodes uh, Number one, uh, which is Matthew Lesko uh, got, a lot of, got a lot of great feedback on that Uh, He talked about kind of how he found success, kind of how he just took a simple idea and made success off of it, and success off of it, and how people can really just become an entrepreneur in the most easiest way. Uh, He talked about how being an Airbnb broker—you know, people who want to get interested in Airbnb but they don't want to be—they don't want to be annoyed by it. So essentially, it's sort of like a, a property manager in a sense. Uh, but via Airbnb. Very great episode. Definitely recommend you check it out. And then uh, on th- that was episode number one. And then episode number three, uh, I interviewed Bethany Marshall. Uh, Bethany Marshall is uh, has been seen on Ultimate Fighter, which is a subset of the UFC, which is professional uh, mixed martial arts. But also, uh, she was recently. A U.S. Olympic uh, bronze medalist for um, uh, MMA, multi, Mixed Martial Arts. So, uh, very great interview. Uh, she kind of talked about how she is an introvert and how she has really found herself, how she has really found her comfort zone and being an introvert. Oftentimes, introverts get ridiculed. I'm an introvert myself. But it's uh, a great episode Definitely recommend you check it out. Number eight, uh, I interviewed Peter Sage, and this is a different episode, a much shorter episode than uh, the last episode you hear from Peter. Um, as 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 people as as you may uh, know from the last episode, uh, Peter is commonly known as the extreme entrepreneur in Europe, and um, he has shared a stage with Sir Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, he's the only high school dropout uh, to to sit on the board of Nseed, which is a top five business school in the world. So, pretty impressive guy. Um, definitely recommend. If you haven't checked out episode thirty-two, you know I would say check out both of them, episode eight and thirty-two, because that can definitely help uh, you uh, reach the finish line. Then we have episode nine episode 9 is we interview uh, Ben Fuchs. Uh, Ben Fuchs uh, was a pharmacist uh, who used to kind of work for the dark side and and, and obviously it was kind of unconsciously, you know, he didn't know, Uh, but you know, prescribing drugs, but after a while he turned his back on the pharmaceutical industry and start promoting more health and wellness And helping people reach the finish line In their health That's a great episode It's one of more lengthier episodes But I definitely recommend uh, That you check it out Because in, if you want to reach the finish line In your career The first thing you have to uh, Get in order is your health If your health is lacking Then that's going to affect a lot of other elements in your life So check that out Episode 17 Episode 17 I interviewed the founder and president of the first uh, tuition-free accredited university in the US, uh, University of the People. Uh, his name is Shai Reshef, great interview. Uh, he's one of the pioneers that's uh, creating tuition-free education as accredited in the US. So uh, for people who wanna go to college, don't wanna spend t- th- tens of thousands of dollars student loan debt, uh, University of People is definitely an option uh, that I would recommend people to check out. It's not only U.S. based, it's global. So whether you're in the U.S., whether you're in an African country, whether you are in uh, Europe, Australia, wherever you are, uh, again, it's, it's, it's an accredited, uh, tuition-free university. Uh, the only thing you pay is the end of exam fees, and I believe that's uh, $100. And uh, for worldwide, it's a very affordable option. Episode 20. Episode 20 is where I outline, uh, you know, three different ways that people can really uh, reach the finish line in careers. I talk about um, uh, local, specifically in the U.S. talk about local. Then I talk about uh, domestic migration. And then I talk about uh, expatriation, but three ways to talk about how people can reach the finish line in career, whether it's locally, whether it's uh, nationally, and then I talk about internationally, going abroad to find opportunities there. Episode twenty-four, I interviewed uh, Philip Brook. Philip Brook is the CEO of Spreadshirt. Uh, I really like Philip Brook. Uh, I like his mentality, especially how when he when he approaches how he hires people, and I think you're really going to enjoy that too because he's not a guy that's obsessed with college degrees. You know, a lot of employers they always say, "Well, you have to have a college degree. Where is your college degree?" Philip Rook Is not, not a type of guy, and it's something that you will learn as you tune into episode 24. Very interesting background. I like how he analyzes business. I think you'll enjoy the episode. Episode 27, uh, another guy of a similar type, uh, his name is Aubrey Marcus, uh, he's the founder and CEO of Onnit, great interview, I really enjoyed it, uh, kind of reminds me of Philip Rookin in a way, as far as his mentality, and I think that you will enjoy that episode too. In episode 28, I interviewed Gisela Hossman, and Gisela Hossman uh, is is the author of Naked Words 2.0, the effective 157-word email. I uh, think you'll really enjoy that. Uh, talks about uh, how to build influence, uh, how to build rapport, and I think that's a great, I think not only the episode, but her book also is a great tool, whether you want to apply for a job, if you want to build uh, rapport, or if you want to gain influence, uh, you know, if you're applying for sponsorships, if you're trying to get an endorsement, I think I think that episode is a great primer for you. And then her book, you know, that really takes you a dig deep into it. So, again, our most talked about episodes, episodes 1, 3, 8, 9, 17, 20, 21, 24, 27. I just want to take a moment to tell you about DreamHost. DreamHost.com is the award-winning web hosting service rated by PC Magazine. With their current rates and positive reviews, I couldn't think of a better company to recommend. You can get $10 off a one-year hosting plan or $25 off a two-year hosting plan when you use the promo code Callen, K-A-L-L-E-N. DreamHost.com. PC's Magazine, best web hosting service. So, as we switch gears here, now, some of the things I've talked about in the past, I will take the opportunity to talk about in this episode. Uh, For some of you, uh, you may just kind of start with kind of episode 32 and just continue on, and maybe you might not, or might not get around to going back to the prior episodes. You know, maybe I've You know, so I'm gonna take this opportunity to extract um, some some things that I've covered uh, in the past episodes that I think that you might find valuable. So, uh, I talked about the three, in my opinion, the three best companies for employees. The primary factor of me, uh, you know, saying these three best companies for employees is the fact that they do not care about your college degree and that's great because many people are dropping out of college because they don't see the value of college and many people are choosing not to go to college because it's not for them and something wrong with that uh, actually you know that's that, that's kind of more of a uh, you know that's more of, of what uh, the people in the U.S. are coming to uh, in places like Mexico Uh, In other kind of, um, uh, I would say, developing countries, I would assume that the emphasis is still on getting a college degree. But here in the U.S., um, college is too expensive, and many people are foregoing college either for cheaper options, uh, like uh, MOOCs, which is massively open-line courses, University of the People, which I talked about earlier, because that's the more sensible and sustainable approach to getting a quality education. So uh, not not to digress, but to go back. The three best companies for employees, like I said, my priority factor being they don't care about your college degree. Uh, based on the three people I interviewed, the companies are Media Shower, Spreadshirt, and on it. I've had the privilege to interview all three uh, CEOs of those companies. They do not care about your college degree. And if you want to uh, tune into those episodes, you're welcome to. Uh, again, Spreadshirt, on it and media shower. You can definitely check out uh, the archives to those episodes at reachingthefinishline.com forward slash podcast. Next thing is uh, I wrote an article uh, a little while ago for Career Addict, which is an international uh, award-winning blog that talks about careers. And I talked about 10 companies who get the purchase cards right because I think this is more important than ever because people are tired of working nine to five jobs. They're tired of having... Um, douchebag bosses, uh, bosses they can't tolerate, they're tired of that. And they want to work in an environment and where the employer cares about their well-being and where the employer wants to see their employees happy, fulfilled, and thriving in their positions. So uh, if you uh, we, if you get a chance, if you go to uh, if you go to Google, if you type in a uh, career addict, 10 companies who get the purse cards right. Uh, talk about the 10 companies there. Uh, some of the benefits are unlimited paid time off, flexible health stipends, and many more. Definitely recommend that you check that out. Please note, those companies are U.S. companies, so they're probably only going to hire Americans. So, uh, you know. We're getting to other stuff for my international audience, but just kind of want to give that a uh, this that disclosure there. Uh, moving on. I do have a YouTube video. If you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Callend Diggs. K-A-L-L-E-N D-I-G-G-S. I have a video that's called The Freelancer versus the solopreneur and I talked about the differences between the two they both do have some similarities you know. There's, there's similarities between freelancers and solopreneurs but I would definitely recommend for, 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 for those of you who are interested in being self-employed uh, to check that video out because it can definitely give you some clarity about which path may be the most appropriate for you next I talk about the three types of entrepreneurs and where do you fit. Uh, I recently did this for uh, Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, I did a video. Uh, You can just, but better yet, for quick access, you can just go to com forward slash blog and look for uh, three types of entrepreneurs, where do you fit? You should find it faster there. Now, so, we just talked a little bit about the careers aspect, you know, and in those uh, uh, those those pieces of content uh, from the from the from the um, from the Career Addict article, from the YouTube article, from the Entrepreneur, definitely recommend you check that out. But on the education aspect, and where this is pretty much universal, um, I wrote two articles for the Huffington Post. One article is called Money Talks and that starts with your vote. And actually, <laughs> um, you know many people uh, kinda hear kinda hear the the title, the headline. They're kinda bible about what is was it actually about. I definitely recommend you check it out. Then uh, I have another article on Huffington Post called "Should Millennial Entrepreneurs Pursue an MBA?" And I think this is more important than ever. You know, I can't. Now, I would appreciate you all. Um, for those of you who are, uh, whether you're whether you're in an African country, the Philippines, South Africa, uh, uh, Mexico, Canada, uh, I'm not sure if this is the same with you all. But email me, and you can let me know what's the case or not. In the U.S., they are they are encouraging young people to go to business school for entrepreneurship, and most of these business schools do not have adequate content or adequate curriculum for entrepreneurs. You know, typically when people go to college for business, it just teaches them how to administrate someone else's business. That's why they call it business administration. You know, or that's why they call it business management. You know, but basically when you look at those uh, academic curriculums, it's just teaching someone else how to be the employee rather than being an entrepreneur. Now, there are business schools in the U.S. that's starting to actually change that model, and incorporate actual entrepreneurship courses that can really get entrepreneurs uh, on the ground and on a fast track uh, and uh, really uh, dramatically uh, lower uh, the learning curve in regards to learning entrepreneurship. I'm not sure if that's the case abroad. Um, I would imagine probably so that often people, they get caught up uh, into that thing that if they have to go to business school they're going to be an entrepreneur and then once they graduate out of business school all you know how to do is just administrate or, or and or manage someone else's business and I think this is a service so I'll talk about that in depth and uh, if we can shift gears a bit the economy now this is recent. Social Security Administration statistics uh, from uh, SSA.gov and this is kind of depressing statistics but 50 percent of Americans earn less than $29,000 a year pretty sad statistics and a lot of people have this idea that the US is the best country in the world and that's simply not the case and Again, if the if the U.S. is is so great, then why are half of Americans are classified as lower middle class Americans? That's something to think about. Uh, also, one thing that I've noticed that is worth talking about is when we look at passport holders, when we look at. American citizens who have passports only 38% of them have passports 38 percent of the whole U.S. population have a passport when you compare that to Canada's 60% and the U.K. 75% it begs the question why aren't more Americans traveling well They don't have enough money to travel, sadly. When we look at how uh, half of the country, you know, makes less than $29,000 a year, you know, unfortunately, half of them can't afford to travel. And then you look at the other aspect is the mainstream media in the U.S., you know, tells, uh, tells the people that, Almost every country is dangerous. You know, basically, if the, the if the country is not an ally of the U.S., then it's dangerous. Like Mexico is dangerous. Uh, uh, yeah. Colombia is dangerous. Uh, actually, I live in Mexico uh, at the time at the, at the at the time being right now, and it's simply not the case at all. I mean, when we look at the border states, we look at the border cities. Of course, you know, we look at. Piedras Negras or maybe the state of Chihuahua or Tijuana, those places you're going to have more crime problems. There's no doubt about that. However, when you look at places or states or cities in the heart of Mexico, uh, Guanajuato, um, uh, state of State of Mexico, as an actual state, um, a state of Querétaro, these types of places crime is not an issue at all but again it's the misinformation that the US mainstream media tells uh, the people and they believe it and and w- when you hear about or w- or when you hear about kind of travel opportunities they don't look towards those countries because they think that they're going to get shot robbed kidnapped or raped but uh, so th- those are kind of the two reasons why only 38% of Americans have passports. Number one, they don't have enough money. Number two, uh, they're scared to travel. And uh, that's unfortunate. 41, 41% of Americans have never left the U.S. And uh, people may say, well, you said 38. Well, the 3% is people who actually have something called enhanced ID cards. And if an enhanced ID card, you can travel to Canada with that can't travel uh, to Mexico or to a lot of these other countries I believe but you can travel to Canada with an enhanced ID card so uh, but again never left the US and I hope that changes and I think it will change uh, because according to this recent Forbes article this is came out by Forbes magazine on uh, November 25th 2015. Passports required for domestic travel in 2016, but IRS can revoke passports for taxes. So basically, they're requiring all American citizens to have a passport just to travel, even in the country. So usually, passports was known to uh, as a as a uh, as a form of documentation to travel outside the country. But now they're calling for all Americans to have one if you want to fly within the country. Kind of unbelievable, but this is what they're asking for. And it's according to the Real ID Act. Uh, Basically, uh, if I can just kind of go through it briefly, you can definitely check this out on Forbes. But it says some flyers better have one to fly domestic, which they're referring to a passport. Your passport could be canceled if you owe the IRS, and they will cancel your passport if you owe uh, more than fifty thousand dollars. They will count. They will cancel your ability to travel, and you have to think about this. Put it in perspective. If they cancel your passport and they're requiring passports for domestic flights, well. If you have fifty plus thousand dollars in debt, if you want to see your, if you live in Florida and you want to see your, uh, your, your mother in Arizona, well, you better get on the bus because, according to the law, uh, you're not going to be able to fly uh, domestically with your passport if you owe fifty thousand dollars plus. So this is, actually, um, this is actually quite disturbing. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be some protest or backlash against this. But uh, they're requiring all American citizens to get passports for domestic travel next year. You can definitely check the article out on Forbes. Uh, it's, again, it's called Passports Required for Domestic Travel in 2016, but IRS can revoke passports for taxes. What's sad about it is I feel at least half of college dropouts or graduates have fifty thousand dollars in debt already. When you when you take the average uh, yearly cost of tuition, and we're not talking about no prestigious school. Let's just say an average school. You'll probably pay anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. Now, if you times that by four, you know, assuming that you're just going for your bachelor's degree, that's anywhere between forty to sixty thousand dollars. Now that's just for the tuition. It doesn't count if you stay on campus. It doesn't count if you have a meal plan. If you have a meal plan that can definitely put you in excess anywhere between fifty to seventy thousand dollars for all four years. And again, it's if you ask me, the law is not sensible because that's almost or that's 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 pretty much half, if not two thirds of college graduates and dropouts because tuition in the U.S. is getting more costly. And, well, you know what, you know, as long as people continue to believe that, you know, a college degree is the only way to be successful, well, people are going to continue to get stuck in that trap. So I definitely advise you to check that article out. As we come to a close, I just want to ask um, you all: what Would you prefer? You know, if you, you know, if you, if you know, if you tune into previous episodes, most of my episodes were a half hour. Uh, I did have uh, a few that were about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and then the longest one being last week uh, with Peter Sage being 50 minutes. Do you prefer a short format in a half hour, a medium format as in uh, around 45 minutes, or a long format as in an hour? Let me know. Send me an email at Callen, K-A-L-L-E-N, K-A-L-L-E-N at reachingthefinishline.com and let me know what you would prefer and that can definitely uh, help me to be able to uh, once once I get everyone's feedback I can definitely move forward to see you know what most of the people want and deliver that to you uh, in one of those following formats and as a reminder um, if, if for my people who are listening um Abroad, if you can tell me the most disturbing problems in your economy, I would greatly appreciate it. And I could use that information to find solutions so you can reach the finish line in your career. And that's my goal. You know, I wrote in, I wrote "Reaching the Finish Line." It's been an international best-selling book, a bestseller in five countries, uh, coming at number uh, 94 in Canada, number 49 in Germany number 18 in spain number four in the u.s and number one in mexico my goal is for you to reach your finish line so please tell me how i can do that for you and uh, i'm happy to hear from uh uh, people within the u.s as well but i definitely again i definitely want to kind of reform uh this kind of radio format model so it can definitely appeal to my new international audience because you are just as important to me. And I want to help you to be able to reach the finish line. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs. Best selling author and career strategist. As seen at Sina Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on the email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.